Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Relatable Podcast, a safe space for open and honest conversations created for Black people. This podcast explores how we relate to one another in our intimate connections, friendships, family, and everything in between. Hosted by three Caribbean women, I am Fiona, a single mom. I'm Shaween, a very near empty nester. And I'm Chantal, a free-spirited monogamist. Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite girls, you know, Fiona, Shaween, Chantal. And we have a very special guest with us here today, but we're not going to say who. First of all, I need to know, how is everybody doing? How has your week been? What's going on? Fifi? What's up? Oh man, why has it go with me first? Always. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, my week has been good. I've had to challenge myself a lot this week. This week has been my busiest because it's Black History Month. So I've had to do quite a few history talks. And like I had to do a walking tour for the first time around London with some corporate clients. Actually, like most of my talks this week were corporate clients. And the first one I did was early in the week. It was like on Monday, right? And there was a moment just before where I felt, I don't know, very complete. Because I was walking into this space. It was at Liverpool Street. So it was a corporate all of these offices and, and things like that. And I'm walking in to talk about our history, our culture. It was like this whole like um, auditorium space where these people have come to hear me talk about this history. And I never thought that I would ever be doing something like that in those spaces. Most of the time, anytime it's Black history stuff, it's in like schools or like smaller town hall events. But to be in that corporate space, and I, I wasn't scared at all. I recognized the growth in myself at that just before going in, thinking about how like us as Caribbean people feel like we need to change our accents or modify ourselves when we enter into those very white and corporate spaces. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like I had to do that. And it was a very liberating moment. I love that for you. Yeah. So that was that, that that's been my week. I'm challenging myself to walk into, I was afraid. I felt like I didn't know how to navigate around it. But even in that in itself, I pushed myself, I did my research and it was a good week. It's been a good week. I love that for you. Nice one. Showing. Or should I call you Haley Jane? 
You know why I laughing? No, nothing, man. That's on my throat. That's all. Something's stuck in your throat, my girl. Yeah, because you know what? I need to. I need to say. My partner asked me. He said, "Yo, what going to show in? I not hear from showing at all. She real, you know, distracted." So, um, you know, I'm just relaying the message, showing. Tell your partner I'm a bit tied up. Oh, <laughs> like figuratively or literally? I'm a bit, I'm a bit tied up, but no, <laughs> my week has been amazing. It's been really mm-hmm. good, guys. I can't, I can't complain. I cannot complain at all. It's just been one thing after the other. More blessings more love, work starting. I'm starting to feel my way around St. Lucia again. And it's just been wonderful. I cannot complain. So yeah, there's nothing nothing that stands out as in, I, oh, I did this or I did that apart from work and probably seeing friends and so on. It's just been fantastic. Right. It's just been fantastic. And yeah, that's what my week's been. I, mm. I, I can't add anything to that. Okay. Apart from it's been okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that. It's, it doesn't have to be like one big standout thing, you know, for you to have. A, no, it's not. A good week, you it's know? not. It's like the days rolling into one, but every day I wake up with a massive smile. Hugs and kisses, <laughs> and sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> I'm glowing. I cannot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know, we know. Uh, You've been looking very yeah. glorious past couple of weeks. Rather, yeah. thank you. Rather. I'll pass on the message. Uh-uh. Okay, <laughs> the glow is real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chantal, right. what are you saying? What are you saying? My week has been a real mixture. It's been. Work-wise, it's been full on. I was feeling a little bit of overwhelm and not in a a negative way, just like, yo, okay, I asked for all these things. I prayed for all these things and now they're here. And girl, (laughs) you need to get on with things. This week was the first week that I immersed myself in a project. I'm working with a local artist and she is putting together this beautiful really immersive exhibition which is centered on carers of people with dementia Mm. Um, her husband and her mom both are living with dementia and so she's creating this beautiful exhibition around her experience with that and she's invited me in to curate the audiovisual side of things and so this week was the first week that I stayed with her in her studio. We did a few recordings, some soundscapes and whatever. But on top of that, a whole heap of my family have been here from all over the world yet again. <laughs> How are you from doing, Chantal? A lot of mercy from France, from New York, from London, Texas, St. Croix. Like, yo, because... My beautiful grandfather turned 100. Yo! Lighter, lighter. That was our guest. That's amazing. (laughs) Chantal, I hope you know you're following in his footsteps there. I, 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 listen, I'm speaking speaking it into existence, yeah? But not just 100, but to be so full of vitality still and so aware and engaged and involved. Like, my grandfather is properly a G. You know, I brought some books back with me and my grandfather has read all of my books and has given me his reviews on all the books that I have. <laughs> He's like, Shani, what's next? What's next? I didn't like that one there. That, that one, they're full of jumbie. I was like, grandpa, they're not jumbies, but okay. <laughs> 
he's like, oh yeah, I like that one. So to see like from his children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, nieces, nephews, his one surviving sibling, he's the eldest and my great aunt Marjorie is the baby. And so they're the two that are left out of his whole clan of siblings wow. and seeing them reunited. I have to confess, I did ball a lot. I wouldn't have to. But Fiona, you know I did. You know I did. Okay. Ball all weekend. It's like, come on, girl. <laughs> Keep it together. Get together. Keep it together. You got to. But honestly, but my mom really curated such a beautiful week of activities for everyone. And then the big deal was the Saturday. We had this big party with string band and masquerade and all the things that he loves. And to see everyone just enjoying that space with him and he listen my grandfather wasn't tired eh? we were getting so worried and he's like no I'm fine and thank <laughs> so that's really man. yeah I've spent the last few days trying to recover from everything you know working um, trying to ground myself in between I am heading to the beach right after this recording because John no okay me too <laughs> I need to be in the ocean so yeah that has been my week all right y'all so you've caught up with Fiona, Shaween, and myself, and we've hinted that we have a really special guest here with us. I think he's our second guest for this new season and the second, the second man, I believe so. Yeah. You know. Yes, yeah, he is the second man yes. on, the, on, the, on the show. Yes, but not just that, but he is also a Caribbean heritage. (laughs) So y'all, please, our guest for this episode, Brandon J. McLaren. Brandon, Lighter. welcome. Lighter. To Lighter. <laughs> Hello, guys. Hi, hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. It is so good to have you, right? And we have confessions all around. And oh, Lord, Lord what are you talking about? Surprise, surprise. Brandon, listen, okay? Because yeah. we need to let you know how we know of you and your work. So that was my confession, Shereen and Fiona. I don't know about y'all. Right. So, Brandon, the story of me discovering your work as an actor out there doing amazing things. Was it last month or the month before? I can't even remember. I think I've been watching like a series of documentaries on Blackness and, you know, our history. And I was actually getting a bit low because there was there's so much trauma that is associated with our existence. And I'm like, you know what? Mm-mm, nah, I don't. <laughs> I need something really just light about people, right? Contemporary. I just need love. I need light. I need jokes, you know? And so this is what I did. I jumped onto Google <laughs> and I put in Black Comedies 2022. <laughs> <laughs> That is what I, I mean. At least you knew what you wanted, right? Like at least you were very clear and exactly, um, exactly what you what you needed. Exactly. And then this came up. Everything is trash. And I was like, Yeah, everything is trash. Well, that's an interesting title. Like, what's that about? All right. So I clicked on it, and it gave me the synopsis. And of course, it's about a podcaster. I was like, Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the most beloved yeah, yeah. podcasters in the Black sphere, right? So I'm like, oh, wow, she's amazing. She makes me laugh. Let me try a thing. But of course, we don't get that channel here in the Caribbean. So this is the confession right. part, right? 
So I have my sources <laughs> when, when we can't actually get the channel. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I did some clicking. Here we go. Found it. Brandon, I think there were probably only two more episodes left. I watched every episode leading up to that, <laughs> that I stayed up till maybe one in the morning. It was exactly what I needed. I loved oh, everything about it. I loved your character. And I thought, this dude looks really familiar. Why does he look so familiar? Okay. So then mm. me being me and Fiona and Shereen will tell you, I'm a little bit of a, a credit geek. And so I jump on mm-hmm. my cast. <laughs> I'm like, what's the cast? Oh, okay, cool. And then I was like, oh my gosh, something else that was like a bomb to me during the height of the pandemic which was Firefly Lane, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there you were again. I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. Mm. Then I went down (laughs) the little Alice in Wonderland and I discovered two flags on your profile. And I was like, okay, that's Uh it. All right. That's our people. That's our people. (laughs) We need to have him on the board. These are people. I'm like, look here, two flags, Trinidad. And Grenada, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is how I discovered you. I then screamed, Great. told Sherwin and Fiona, oh my God, it's not the Oh my God. <laughs> That's <God."> incredible. <laughs> I knew of you from times because my son, my son yeah. loves Power Rangers. So yeah. when right. he was younger, I got him every single box set. Right, right, right. And trust, SPD was one of his favorites, of course. Oh, great. Well, tell him I said hello. I will. Please. I took a screenshot already, and I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'm fangirling <laughs> big right. time. Lucas <laughs> is going to be so over the moon. So, yeah, he got all the box sets. And, of course, SPD is his favorite, one of his favorites. Cool. And he's like, yes, yes. I said, well, I'm going to be speaking to him today. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So I've that. known I you from a, a while back now. A while back. <laughs> yeah, that was a long, that was a long time ago. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. But yes, Brandon, how has your week been? My week has been good. It was actually my birthday on last Saturday. Yeah, oh, happy belated Yay. birthday. Happy Thank belated you. birthday. So that was nice. So I gave myself a few days to kind of free up myself and don't, you know, don't stress about anything. Nice. Not answering emails or anything. I was just kind of giving myself a few days to relax and reflect. Unfortunately, yesterday, mm-hmm. I got some bad news. Phoebe Robinson called me. Don't tell me this, Brandon. There will be no, there will be no more seasons of... Um, Everything is trash. It's finished. Oh, I got, man. yeah, it's funny that you brought that up. Cause yeah, Phoebe actually just called me yesterday no. and, uh, and told me the official news. So that, that's disappointing. Cause I was actually really looking forward to yes. seeing where all those characters went. And, and you know, it's funny, like I've been in this business for a while. Mm. I'm rarely shocked, but I was kind of taken by surprise yeah. that they decided not to do more because you know, I thought it had a, a little special kind of flavor, you know what I mean? It definitely did, Brandon. So, Man. you know, yeah, I am so. disappointed. For Absolutely. real. Part of, the biz- part, part of the business, you yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah, but yeah, so, so yeah, but other than that, you know, the week has been, you know, good, good. A little birthday mm-hmm. happiness, a little sadness from the cancellation, and you keep you keep moving forward, right? Absolutely. That's right. But it was a big Absolutely. birthday. Welcome to the 40s club. Whoa. <laughs> 
Don't yeah, worry, honey. It gets better. It gets better from there. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what they tell me. It does. I'm trust, no, it trust does. me. I'm a living testament. It does. All right. And yes, I'm about to exit. So trust me. You're going to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So, Brandon, I guess yeah. where we'd like to start is perhaps your origin story. Who is Brandon J. McLaren? How you get to be in Flim? <laughs> My grandfather would say, oh, you got to be in Flim. Flim, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and yeah, let's start with that. Oh, man. I mean, where, like, uh, where do you want me to begin? When, uh, in the, okay. In the beginning. So when did you, you know, Oprah calls them aha moments, right? It's like an epiphany almost. Like, yo, I really am connecting with this type of storytelling or expression. Right. And I feel like this is what I want to do with my life. Like, was there a singular moment? Was it a string of little moments that all came together? It was kind of a slow build with, uh, I guess, gaps along the way. My first sort of introduction to it, it's actually a funny story. I think I was in seventh grade. I might've been 12 years old. And I guess my mom was coming home from work one day and she heard an ad on the radio that this agency was looking for ethnic kids to audition for commercials, right? And so my mom was like, well, my kids are ethnic. So she came home one day and just kind of was like, I heard this ad on the radio. Like, what do you think? And, you know, I was 12. So I was like, I, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. So I was like, sure. So we kind of just blindly went into it. And then I ended up booking like five commercials in that first year. Amazing. Wow. And yeah, which is pretty, which is pretty cool as a 12 year old. Right. So that was my, my introduction into that world. And I, I mean, I can't lie. Like, I loved it. Like you get to sit on people bring you food and water they put makeup on you I was like yo this is a vibe like mm. I don't mind this life at all so then I got braces and then my agent dropped me but we talk in like early 90s right so yeah remember those days anything goes right and so you know I kind of sloughed it off but that got me into taking drama classes in high school. And so in my senior year of high school, I had a really, really incredible drama teacher. And I did this monologue for like my final exam in the class from a play called The Dutchman by Amiri Baraka. Mm -hmm. And if you know the monologue, and I, I have the, I have actually the play hanging up in my wall, because like that was the monologue that kind of sort of changed my life. And I just, I just connected with the material so deeply. And, you know, as a kid growing up in a Caribbean household, it wasn't like the most emotionally open space. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we understand. So, oh, we know so, it well. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I was 17. Getting to read this material, getting to perform it in front of people in a safe space, in an encouraging space. I was like, wow, this is sort of life changing. And so my drama teacher at the time was like, hey, man, I don't really tell my students to ever pursue this as a career because it is so difficult. And he, but he was like, I really think you got something. And at that time, so I, I, I subsequently went to, I played D1 soccer at the University of Albany, upstate New York. Okay. Um, my roommate actually, all four years was the St. Lucian guy. Hey, um, which nice. Is, yeah, really? which is funny. Yeah. Do you know Jarvin Skeet? You know the Skeets in St. Lucia? Yeah, I know the Skeets. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, Jarvin Skeet. That was my roommate. He was born in St. Lucia, you know, born and raised. I think he came when he was like eight or nine to New York, maybe later. Yeah, the world's so small. Right, right. I was going to university. I have a Bachelor of Science in Human Biology. I was going to go to medical school. You know the story. Brandon. And then I, <laughs> yeah, man. And then I found, I found acting again in my senior year in college. 
I was dating this girl who was in an acapella group. So I went to go see her sing one night in, I guess, like the theater in the university. And that was the first time I had been in that space since high school. Mm. And so I went to go watch her by myself. And I walked into the theater and I just started to like cry, like just me alone. Like it was just so powerful being back in that theater space again. And Mm. that was the day I was like, you know what? I got to listen to this. I'm going to take a bunch of acting classes like my last year of uh, of university, but I still got to finish my major. Mm. And then I came back and I told my parents, I was like, listen, like, I'm going to try this out for a year. I got the degree. So all this happy. Give me a year just to, just to see, you know what I mean? If anything is there. And, you know, how much year, 22 years later, here I am. Wow. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. What was the reaction of your parents, Brandon, when you told them? So first of all, I want to say, mommy, daddy, I love you. I'm not talking <laughs> shit. Just to get that out of the way. They thought I was crazy. My, when I came back home, my mom would get her friends to call me to ask me what my plans were. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were not. They were not I'm on worried. board. Um, what? And, you know, like looking back now, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So. Mm-hmm. If you're from the Caribbean and your and your son wants to be an actor, you know, they kind of were like, well, if you're not Tom Cruise, like, what does that mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, they just don't understand. And so, and and I've talked to my parents subsequently at length about this, you know, like, we have these conversations. And yeah, I understand. Like, they were just concerned, right? They want their best for their kid. They sacrificed a lot. They really didn't know, like, what me being an actor would look like. And I always say, like, you don't know what you don't know, right? And I can say very proudly now that I just did a Disney Plus series called Turner and Hooch last year, or two years ago. Oh, mm-hmm. um, I got both my parents speaking roles in the show. No way! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's just, so cool. Both my parents are retired. My mom just finished doing a commercial in Toronto. Okay, mommy. So now now they're like, they're actors now in their retirement. But do you cool see how it turned around? Right. Yeah, around and sometimes you have to learn. Like I said, you don't know what you don't know. And now they, they understand intimately like what this business is about. And now they're auditioning in their retirement and it's cool. And they're booking little small parts and. So it's a really cool, yeah, man, like a really cool kind of full circle family moment. So it's cool. I love that story. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I can't catch myself. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's really rare for something to come full circle in that way. Normally, Mm -hmm. okay, yes, like, you know, there are success stories of when like Caribbean parents, I think just like all black parents, black and brown parents just want you to take the safe route, doctor, lawyer, engineer, Mm -hmm. and all Mm -hmm. of that, right? And then, of course, they were afraid and all that kind of thing. But for them to become involved, and I think it made me think about your mom and then her hearing the advert and then being mm. intrigued by it. And maybe it was like mm. something like a, a spark that she had for herself, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So, you know what? I, I never considered that. But you, you might be right. And knowing that, you know, like at that time in her life, she probably couldn't explore that. But no, now, like I said, like now I help my mom with auditions on Zoom. She calls me. I help my dad. Sometimes they audition together. Oh, that's so cute. So yeah, man, oh, they, 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 it's great. It's really, really cool. It's really cool. You know? Yeah. Oh gosh, Brandon, you have us all here yeah. swooning about you. Right? That's so sweet. I love this story. That is so cute. Okay, so Brandon, you're now out there. You're auditioning for parts. You're getting, I hope, some things that really connected with you. 
Was there a moment where you felt like, you know what, this is truly, truly happening. Like I am an actor. I am a working actor. I mean, yeah, you know, I think it was, I mean, which is kind of weird to say, but I think it was when I was in New Zealand doing Power Rangers. It was funny when I got that job, I booked that job in 2004. Right before I got it, I was doing a show on ABC called The Days. And it was a summer series. It was only six episodes and it was meant to go on longer. And so I got Power Rangers and I had a big thing with my agents because at that time, doing Power Rangers was essentially a death sentence, right? Like people didn't, after you did Power Rangers... You wouldn't see anybody, you won't see those actors again. You know what I mean? Okay. Now it's a little different. Like now, you know, like film actors do TV, like there's more fluidity. But at that time, like there was very sort of strict lines with like, oh, like you did Power Rangers, nobody's going to cast them anything else. So it was like, I kind of turned it down a few couple of times waiting for this other show to get picked up. Mm. It didn't end up getting picked up. So I was like, listen, like I was 24 at the time, two years out of college, still, you know, waiting tables, doing like little commercials here and there, little one-liners. And this was like a job that would be, I think it was like nine months in New Zealand. And I was like, you know, let me, let me go on and just take this and see what happens. So I went there and that job was really important, A, because I was on camera every day for seven, eight months. And I really got to go there and like, be just an actor like that was the first time like I didn't have to be a waiter or have another job on the side I was doing the thing and that also added like a lot of value and it was great and then you know when I finished that I was came back to Vancouver and I was a little worried that I wouldn't work again and I think maybe 12 days after I finished it I got the movie She's a Man Um, and and so that was such a that was such a relief for me I was like all right so the curses only lasted 12 (laughs) years and I you know I I got to brush that off but I think I think it was it was Power Rangers that really gave me the sense that oh like I can do this as like as a as a career you know not just kind of a a a hobby or a side job Mm -hmm. you've done some pretty iconic work I mean (laughs) he's the man seriously yeah, that was great. I mean, that's a classic. You know exactly. I mean? exactly. It's a teenage yeah, sure. rom-com, you know, he's the man. Whoa. Yeah. Good yeah. on you representing us very, very well. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so speaking of representation, Brandon, and your Caribbean household and upbringing, outside of your career choices, how would you say, and it's something that we like to ask people in our community who we have on the show, who are in the diaspora and you grew up in Canada. Is that correct? Yeah, right. Vancouver. Vancouver. How would you say that your parents kind of very intentionally made sure that you did have a connection to your Grenadian and Trinidadian roots? I think first of all, so my dad worked for the airlines. That in alone gave us the ability to go back to the Caribbean every year, multiple times a year, because mm. we would fly for really cheap. So I think like that in itself is just like something that I kind of you take for granted, right? Because Mm -hmm. you can't take a family of four back home all the like it's hard, you know what I mean? And we would get to go multiple times because we would essentially fly for free. So Mm -hmm. I think that in itself just sort of like built a connect a connective tissue where we were always there. We could go anytime we wanted. And so like that just kind of kept the bond strong, you know, because I, I have friends 
back in Canada that there are five, six, seven years that go by and they don't go back, right? And sometimes it could be just as simple as, you know, they don't have the money because it's not cheap, right? So uh, I, I think that was like important. You know, it's, it's funny, there wasn't a huge Caribbean community in Vancouver, but because of that, we would have to work extra hard to find it and kind of nurture it because it mm. was kind of small. And I think, you know, in sort of like an odd, not like a, a non-linear way, that kind of solidified that community even further. So I think it was, it's kind of it's kind of twofold in that sense. Yeah, okay. that's, that's really cool that you guys were able to go home. And I say home, where do you call home, actually? Let me ask you that question. I mean, I guess I guess for me, like Los Angeles is home because I've been here mm -hmm. so long. I've been here since 2006. Um, right. But, you know, like mommy and daddy refer to it as home. So you just you say home, right? I was just in Grenada in July. My mom now lives there half the year. So I've been going back once or twice a year since I was six, like every year, wow. you know what I mean? Like without fail. So that's that's like really important in that. Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of get to also just build your own. You're not going back and just visiting your parents, family and friends. You kind of have your own crew there which I think is important as well. So yeah, so I don't know if they did that intentionally. It was just kind of like, well, you gotta, we, we get to go back. So let's go back. It is what it mm. is, right? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Can I just say, the Caribbean accent is so nice and strong. I love it. When it when come out, boy. When, when you're around people, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, it's true. We love to hear it. But it's I find a, it's so a comfortability. It's true. It's true. But I think yeah. also I love that you said you have your own crew that you go yeah. home and you have like, as you said, you're not just going to see friends and family, you know, and especially as you get older, you want to right. have your own freedom and you're not kind of moving to say, oh, what your family has planned is like you're so comfortable in the country, like you have your own separate life outside of family. And I think that yeah. also solidifies your identity back home. That helps a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Brandon how because you mentioned that you were just in Grenada in July right and hold I know, on July is Spice Mass time or is that August mm -hmm. no that's August I was there like <laughs> oh three, you know I was, like, I was there like three or four weeks before well yeah that was the first one after COVID so that one was huge oh yeah mm -hmm. right yeah, Grenadians yeah. went out what? they went out Grenadians yeah. never played though don't mm. can I can I ask you can I sh sorry Chantal no, can I ask you Brandon do you play jab? No, I haven't. I've never played jab. I want to, but I've never. You know why? Because I've never. I can never go during Spice Mass time. But I will play a jab before I die. I, I have to. Okay. Oh, I promise myself. I promise okay. myself. Yeah. I like that. We'll hold you to it. We're gonna watch. Yes. And we want pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, we'll check in. Brandon, you play yeah, jab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned you were home, Grenada, because Trinidad is also home, right? I don't want the Trini Posse to come for me. No, so they will get upset. They will very <laughs> much get upset. You mentioned that you were home in July. And just from a little bit of research that I did, I noticed that you are, you're affiliated with a, a charity there. And I really would love to know a little bit more about the charity and why you felt that this was something that was important for you to be involved in. Great. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So like I felt that like there's more to do than just to go and like and, and beat rum and sit on the beat. There's got to be something else when I come back that I can do instead of just, you know, just going and, and liming essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for years, I'd been like looking for ways to either contribute or like charities that I could be a part of. And this is about maybe 
five years ago now, some woman on Facebook, this thing popped up where they were running this marathon in Grenada on the island to raise money for this thing. And at the time I really didn't know about it. So I messaged her on Facebook out of the blue. I was like, hey, listen, I was like, like, when is this run happening? Can I be involved? And she was like, sure. She was like, you could send money to this link or whatever. And I was like, no, 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 no. I want to come and run the marathon. And that's how I got linked up with the charity. Now the charity is called Reach Within. Um, essentially, um, the mission is children in Grenada who grew up in government homes, either their parents can't take care of them or somebody dies or, you know, orphans, essentially, they grew up in these government homes. And when they're, I believe it's when they're 16 or 17, they just age out and the government stops taking care of them. They're basically given a, a garbage bag with their clothes and they're kind of like, all right, well, go on, figure it out. And wow. so what we do with Reach Within is we offer like transitional uh, living programs to provide them with skills to try to get a job after they've aged out of the home. We're working on building like transitional housing on the island. Also um, training for the caregivers in the home so they can better, they're better equipped to like deal with these children who, you know, often come from abusive or emotionally traumatized homes. So yeah, so I got involved with them. I went to Grenada. I ran a marathon on the island, which is essentially the entire length of the island, 26 yes. something miles, which was incredible. There was just something so incredible, like running, like I ran the entire length of Grenada. It was wild. Awesome. And then since then, I've been involved with them ever since. We actually just had a, a great board meeting with them yesterday. So they have a spot in the New York Marathon, the charity that I also ran uh, to raise money for the subsequent year. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a really important part of like my life now. And uh, it's it's something that I'm really proud of and that uh, that I'm really happy that you guys asked because I, I want to share uh, and get the word out. And also, I believe it's a model that can like be replicated in other islands. You know what I mean? And we can do this in, in other in other spaces. Love it. That sounds fantastic. And yeah. definitely we'll be in touch because, as you know, I mean, Sherwin has recently moved back to St. Lucia. I've recently mm-hmm. moved back to Nevis and expressed okay. to be able to use what I feel I'm skilled in to uplift, support, you know, create mm-hmm. more safe spaces for young people and, you know, anyone really. I'm a very intergenerational thinker. You know, I, I always right. everyone needs care. Everyone needs yep. support. Everyone, and everyone That's at any right. point can decide to do something different with their life, right? Yeah. And and I, I guess like a lot of these kids, it's just sort of providing opportunities. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like you're only as great as as the space that you're allowed to fill. So if your ceiling is, is very low, you know, these kids, a lot of these kids are really brilliant. They have, you know, huge hearts, huge minds, and they just don't have the opportunity or the resources. And, you know, if, if you, I can help in any way realize one kid's dream, it's worth it. So that's sort of, that's sort of like why I'm very much involved. Exactly it, Brandon. We will definitely yeah. I love it after for real. For yeah, real. yeah, I know. Please, that would be great. I would love to connect and okay. talk more about that uh, offline. Yeah, okay, definitely. Wonderful. And I will be putting the information in the show notes. So oh, yeah, ah. listen to the show, read the show notes. Sorry, all the <laughs> information you. will be there. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Queen, okay, we you know, this yeah. thing has me really thinking, you know, because I'm just thinking about that transitional age in between being a, like a child or a teenager mm. and adult mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. and I think that's really a time where there's all these expectations are piled on you like oh you, okay now you've reached this age go get a job you need to just mm-hmm. handle yourself and just know how to do everything on your own like pretty mm-hmm. much overnight 
Mm-hmm. And I think in the, in the Caribbean, we don't really nurture those transitions because the expectations are so high. Like we've been speaking about like all the different mm-hmm. professions, like we have like huge aspirations for our children. And then what about that mm-hmm. period between adulthood and childhood? Are you saying if you're coming mm-hmm. from this home where you're having this kind of support and you're saying that they basically say, yeah, okay, you're big now, bye, deuces, you know, that's tough. And a lot of times their parents have already kind of abandoned them. So they literally have nowhere to go. They have to go find mm-hmm. somebody's couch to sleep by. or mm-hmm. So like they literally have like no support. And, you know, in the Caribbean, especially like they're kind of castaways, you know, yeah, and, and um, yeah. that doesn't mean that they, they shouldn't be they shouldn't be seen or nurtured or looked after. And so that's, uh, that's what we're trying to do. 100%. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're definitely going to put a pin in that, Brandon. So yeah. thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Definitely. Spoken about the Caribbean. We're Mm -hmm. halfway through your journey. And I have noticed, and what I love about what you do is that you do come back to the Caribbean and you Mm -hmm. do have workshops and and use your skills. As you said, you know, you can't be what you can't see, right? That's 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 right. And you make sure that our young people look, I'm a working actor, I live in LA. These are the things that I've done. I'm going to tell you about my journey. I'm going to share some of my skills and my learnings with you. Do you see yourself doing more of that? I mean, I love I love acting. And this, I think my second biggest love or greatest love is giving back, is trying to help people who want to do something and not necessarily in the acting space, in any space, but don't know exactly how to get there because Oftentimes the path isn't linear. And so I feel like if I can share the very sort of roundabout way that I got to where I am, it can spark somebody and be like, hey, like, you know, I may not have all the answers now, but if I just keep put, putting one foot forward one day at a time, I might be able to get to where I want to be. And so, yeah, I, you know, I, you know, you know, Cara Festa, I went to go do an acting workshop in Trinidad four or five years ago in Cara Festa. Like, that's my favorite thing to do is to, is to sort of be like, hey, like I did it. You're not going to do it the way I did it, but it's possible. And I think like even just such a simple idea of, hey, it's possible can be so powerful. Yes, wow. absolutely. And how do you keep yourself inspired, Brandon? How do you keep yourself going and saying, yeah, man, I, I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fired up. I know for sure this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. Right. Well, I have a mortgage. That's uh, that's one. <laughs> so, that's always a big motivator. <laughs> um, but you know, like I said, like I I truly like love what I do. Like at the risk of sounding corny, I really love what I do. I love working. You know, like to me, like that's more fun than going and hanging out or going and party. Like I just I love working. I love creating. I love talking about ideas and and being productive in that sense. So it's just kind of the way I'm wired. Like, I don't really, I don't really need like to push myself. It's just kind of like what I naturally gravitate towards and and what makes me happy, you know, and what gives me purpose. So I guess I'm kind of uh, lucky in that, in that sense. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So you mentioned your creative self outside of your acting. How else are you pouring into yourself creativity? What are some of the other offerings? I've been trying to get shows off the ground that I've developed for a while now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got some irons in the fire, but it's funny too. Like every time I, every time I do a show, I usually become friends with the writers on the show. Good friends to have. Yeah. Well, and you know, because those are the people who are thinking about the next thing, the next idea. 
so yeah, no, I've been actively trying to get uh, trying to get some things off the ground for a while now. I'm not going to talk about any of it until like they're no, they're actual no. things. But yeah, so those actually are the things that like keep me keep me busy and motivated and sort of uh, I guess tapped in when I'm not actively doing a show. All right. So music, yeah. Brandon. Do you have anything <laughs> in your past that you're connected to music wise or me and my brother make music we've sold music to tv shows yeah 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 that's another thing that me and my brother do together it's kind of for us because my brother's a counselor and a professor at a college uh, in la so he's very busy with a very like full-time job whereas like i'm just kind of you know lounging about for half the week uh (laughs) (laughs) doing one scene here one scene there um, but yeah, so in the last two years, we decided to start making music. And I think we sold four four different songs to different TV shows. Nice. Um, so it's nice. cool. So we've kind of like used like his music, musicality, my connections and television. And we've mm. sort of like married the two skill sets. And uh, and yeah, it's been really cool. It's really, it's cool to be able to hear your music on a TV show. You know what I mean? And it's a little side venture that we can kind of be creative together. So it's really cool. Okay. So where can yeah. we find Like what, what shows? So we sold a sh- song on a show called Ransom that I did on CBS. Okay. Um, okay. I can't remember the episode, but I can get all this information to you after. So when this airs, you can have all the links. And everything. Oh, yes. Oh, wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big up yourself, oh. man, Brandon, and your brother. Thank you. I Thank love you. the profession. Definitely. <laughs> I can't imagine where he finds the time being a counselor. Yeah, right. He, he has he yeah, and he's married, and so he has a whole very full oh, life. So we just try to sort of uh, once every couple months get into the studio, knock out some stuff on. You know what I mean? It's uh, he he does a good job though. He does a good job balancing. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. So Brandon, time is ticking on. You know, yep. and we know you're busy. <laughs> But what do you have coming up that maybe you can speak about? You know, what can we look forward to? What's happening with Snowfall? Yeah, I'm currently shooting the last season of Snowfall right now. The sixth and final season. I don't know when it's going to air. I believe sometime March next year. I'm also going to be back on The Rookie, which I did. I did five episodes of it last season and I'm back this season. I think my first episode airs next Sunday. So those two things are keeping me busy right now. What? And because I discovered your work, you know, Snowfall is very different from Everything is Trash, very different from Firefly Lane, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. very different from the Power Rangers. And so yeah. for me, that's, you know, one of the reasons that I was so intrigued by your body of work is that it is so diverse. The characters, mm-hmm. I can't say that there's any real similarities in all the different shows that you've actually mm-hmm. been in. At all. At, <laughs> like, at all. At all, at all, at all. Which shows, obviously, your talent. A question that, you know, I remember, what's the name of that show? Or the Actor Studio? Is that the yeah. name of it? Yeah, with James James Lipton, I think is the. Uh, yes, was that the... I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. watching that when I was younger. Don't ask me why. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like between nine and twelve, just being obsessed with PBS, and I think it used to air on PBS. But this question that he would always ask: Are there elements of yourself embedded in the characters that you've played, or do you really just kind of create from scratch? Who? Um, I think there's always a little bit of myself in each character. I always kind of frame it like it's kind of a part of me with the volume turned up. Like, so like a very 
specific mm-hmm. piece of me that you know might be a little more muted in my regular life right. and i just kind of focus on that and turn up the volume on that little that little piece or that little angle of myself so yeah i always have to kind of connect it to some some aspect of my personality sometimes it's aspects that i have to manage a little better and push down sometimes it's things that i wish i would be more of in my regular life but yeah i i always have to sort of find a point of connection in each character yeah okay and yeah. as a black man of caribbean heritage who did you see right? Because you can't be what you can't see. Who did you see, Brandon? Who was it that you thought, you know what, I want to do this thing, and it looks like Mm. it might be possible? That's a great question. I don't know if anybody's ever asked me that, which is surprising. Uh, (laughs) Man, I don't know, man. And I don't know if maybe, I don't know if if it was anybody in the acting space, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's a weird thing. Like, I'm not even a big watcher of movies and television. I like to do it, but I don't really love to consume it. Interesting. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like, I'm not a big consumer of it, but I love the act of doing it. But I just I just do remember just like prolific black public figures who were impactful to me where I was like, oh, like there's something out there that's greater than just the regular sort of, here's what you're being given, you should take it. But I don't know if there's anybody specifically in the acting space where I looked at and I was like, oh, like I want to be like that guy. But I'll think about it. My my mind... I, if I think about it hard enough, I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll figure yeah, it out. Let us know. Let us know yeah. for real, for that's real. A great, that's a good question, though. I should oh. have that answer. <laughs> Thank you. And one more from me before we go into what brings you joy. Have you ever, okay, no, not have you ever, have you ever, <laughs> is there a part that you saw someone get and a character being played and you were like, God damn, I wish I had gotten that part. And if so, uh, what was it? I, you know, honestly, like the parts that I that I really wanted that I didn't get, I don't watch either. You're right. Just just because I don't like to add stress in my life. You know what I mean? I, like to, I like, wouldn't either. I you wouldn't know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Like, I don't need it. It wasn't mine. Uh, I hope. I hope. I hope you're terrible in it. Um, <laughs> we appreciate your honesty, Brendan. <laughs> But, uh, really? but no, I mean, there's definitely been like, there's definitely been moments where I like, you know, where you give something your all and you don't get it. And you're, you're kind of like, yo, like if I didn't get that, I like, I don't know what else to do, you know? So mm-hmm. th- there are those like challenging moments where like in anything else, you question yourself, you question your ability. And so my rule is like, I always give like myself one day to be upset about it. It's okay to be upset. And then the next day back to work, you know? I like that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important to give yourself time. Give yourself a day to be upset. It's natural. And then the next day, you, you, you kind of, you, you get back on the horse, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I think um, I remember one time a friend of mine, he had applied for some literary something. Like he said, mm-hmm. like, um, like a short story. And it was for this literary thing he really wanted. And then he messaged me and let me know that he didn't get it. And I was mm-hmm. like, yo, fuck them people and then I was like cussing and crying right and he said to me he's like you know what I really needed that because everyone was like it's it's fine you'll be okay and there'll be other competitions and you can submit like he just wanted somebody to quarrel um instead of giving this kind of like you know very cheesy response right yeah and you should 
you it's, as you said it's okay to be vexed to be upset you it's something that you wanted allow yourself yeah. that time to be upset and you know sleep on it and then and as you say tomorrow's a new day but allow yeah. me my time to be vexed you know to be upset yeah. to be disappointed you know what i mean yeah. to doubt all those kind of things yeah yeah give yourself a little room to go through it you know mm, yeah but them but also that respectfully and respectfully as we respectfully cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I cannot. So, Brandon, it's been really lovely chatting yeah, thank you guys have really absolutely. really appreciate it but before you go we do our round of what's been bringing you joy and i'm gonna start with shereen you know what i will come clean oh i'll come clean yes mm-hmm. i will come clean uh-huh. so <laughs> you see that sensuality Oh, um, oh Lord of did. mercy. Brandon, the story behind Brandon, <laughs> you need to listen to the last three episodes. Okay. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the day we recorded the sensuality episode. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. I think that was Friday the 23rd okay. of September. We recorded and I had a okay. date that same day. And I said in that episode that tonight I'm going to take a man's soul. I'm going to (laughs) put all the energy into being as sensual as possible because we all, we all, well, I, when I thought of sensuality, the first thing I'm thinking of is sex. However, however, we delved into what sensuality meant. And it was not just about sex, it was about so many other things. Which she completely <laughs> ignored. What? <laughs> completely ignored everything we learned. Everything we said. Just... I just have to, let me just put it out there, okay? Right. <laughs> Go ahead, man, shall we? Go ahead. <laughs> Tell your story. Tell your story. Hmm. Everything we said that night, and I say everything, I mean everything. I took it on board. I went no, out on the stage. I did. <laughs> it's not the whole thing. 
it went in one ear out the next like up to now she so anyway let Sherwin tell okay, us yes okay. so I met somebody I met that guy and he's still in my life today and it's been wonderful it's been a whirlwind a whirlwind and I don't want to jinx it it's only been it's literally a month today and oh. I owe it to that sensuality episode that we recorded because it really opened my eyes mm-hmm. and this week what's bringing me joy is him not just him Aww. obviously Aww. but him okay all right we'll give nice. you okay so right. i am happy glowing and the world is wonderful that's a nice that's all is nice. good in the world that's a lovely story yeah. though we <laughs> love you even though we do love you Yes, uh, leave me alone. Y'all real something else. <laughs> All right. Fiona, what's been bringing you joy, babes? This week, I think it is, I think stemming from like what I was saying earlier, it was challenging myself actually, mm-hmm. because I was really scared. I, was, I did a lot of things that I said I didn't want to do and I did them. And it was just letting go of my own fears and my own self-limitations. And it was a very liberating feeling, I think. Like it was just, it, it reminded me of a time. Remember when I had to go and host in Toronto yes. in May? And it was my first time like hosting for an yes. event, like actually me being on the stage with a mic hosting, like not just as someone doing a history talk, but like a host. That's two completely different things. I remember mm-hmm. y'all, I wasn't, I was like, yo, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And the moment I, I got on stage, I said, Fiona, get over yourself. It's not about you. You have to think about what the audience is looking for. And if you were in the audience, what would you want from a host? And so I stepped out of myself, right? And it was the same thing with me this week. It was like, Fina, get over yourself. Stop thinking about how people are going to be perceiving. Stop worrying yourself about how people are going to perceive you. You have to focus on what it is that you have come here to deliver. And it's two different things. Not like, am I going to sound articulate or how do I look? But the goal of it, and I think me realizing that if I focus on the goal, that kind of self-doubt comes out of the way. And that was a good feeling. That's what, what was. So I had a bit of an aha moment this week. Yay. Yeah, man. I love that for you. I love y'all. Okay. <laughs> and Shanta, what about you? Oh, me. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, I was in my element this week. And not just for grandpa and having, you know, I love my family. Sometimes, <laughs> most of the time, no, most of the times. But it wasn't that I'm interviewing two authors for the Tottenham Literature Festival, Literary Festival in London. Nice. And so they sent me the books, right? Mm-hmm. And so for the last two weeks, instead of being on my laptop and looking for films, because unlike Brandon, I consume film. <laughs> And TV is, you know, it's just, you know, something that I really enjoy. I enjoy storytelling, but I've been reading these books instead. Y'all, it has been so wonderful just being immersed in these two very different worlds. And one of the authors is Jamaican and one is Trinidadian. And do you know what brought me the most joy in reading these, these stories? Mm that they were written in dialect, both of them. Mm. And I was like, I love us so much, right? 
Because as a child, the only people who are really doing that as authors, um, Jamaica Kincaid mm-hmm. and Miss Lou, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. And truly growing up, our other Caribbean authors were very much staying away from expressing themselves in that way. But contemporary Caribbean authors are like, bun that. <laughs> I'm going hard. This is how we talk. This is how we express ourselves. We can do both. We can switch it up if we want to and if necessary. But just every night ending my day in these worlds of pure Trini and pure Jamaican narrative has brought me so much freaking joy. Yeah, it's a little thing, but it's a big thing. Because I've done the books. (laughs) You need to get some more. But no, I have to put together the questions now. But still, I'm like, oh, God. So that's what's brought me joy. Randon, what about um, you? I think I'm just, uh, you know, I'm glad like the birthday has come and gone and now just kind of getting back into my routine because I do find a lot of joy in the things that I like to do on a daily basis, which is run and write and just have a little bit of structure. And, and I know the things that that uh, make my my mind and my heart happy. So just sort of uh, getting back, getting back into that space is bringing me a lot of joy. Yeah, Yay. wonderful. Beautiful. I love, love that. To hear it. Love I love to hear that. It. Chantal, hey, hey. something oh you said. You said in the beginning of the episode about your grandfather, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And about sharing the books with your grandfather. And you say, Oh, I don't like that one. It have too much mm-hmm. jumbie in it. <laughs> Did I tell you I found this book that was written in Nevis in mm-hmm. the early 1700s? So it's Whoa. like 300 years ago in mm-hmm. Nevis, and they use the word jumbie. Really? <gasps> Yes, yes. I'll send you the excerpt because when you said it, I meant to tell you that. And just in terms of like our legacy in our daily yeah. language, that mm. your hundred-year-old grandfather is using something that has been spoken in Nevis or wood has been spoken in Nevis oh, by our people for like over three hundred wow. years. That's very yeah. cool. And a beautiful thing you send shared. It. Yeah, very cool. Send it, please. Send it. I'll I'll read it to him to okay. prove. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not just my generation that talk about Jumbi. So definitely exactly. <laughs> so, ladies, any parting words for our lovely guests this week before we say goodbye? Shoin, you want to go first? For me, it is. I'm really, really looking forward to getting to know more about your mm-hmm. charity. That's sticking out to me mm-hmm. big time. I met your mom Fiona this week, and mm-hmm. we were speaking about the foundation. Yes. And I'm listening to you, Brandon, and you speaking about that mm-hmm. charity. And it just, I got goose mm-hmm. pimples when you were speaking about it. And it's something that's very dear mm-hmm. to me as well when it comes to mm-hmm. working with kids. So my parting words is keep doing mm-hmm. what you're doing. And I would love to work with you one day in the future to do with that charity. Maybe we could bring it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, knows. exactly. No, no, we'll definitely, like I said, keep the dialogue going and, and, yeah, I mean, listen, if we can find, you know, commonalities in, in, in spaces where we can work together, that's kind of the goal. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, thank you so much. Such such a wonderful pleasure. Really to nice. You. Um, and sorry for all the messages. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, this is a mirror what Shoin said. I think. One of the things that I really enjoy is to see our Caribbean people shine. 
mm-hmm. um, and go and do big things and to stay humble and stay connected to back home. That connection you have with your parents, even encouraging them to do creative things at their yeah. age. I think that's a, that's something I thought that was really beautiful. You know, as Shawin said, doing the charity back home and it's a it's a very unique and specific charity. And I, it really did stand out to me. But I think it's just, you know, when people say, you know, you leave you know when you leave home and thing and then if you get you get big time yeah. on tv and in films yeah. and stuff and you, you forget back home you're living in, yeah. in la and you know lots of people this kind of expectation that you don't look back because you've, right. you've made it right and to see you have made not just as you said you don't just like to go back nah, home and lime, nah. right? You want to go back home yeah. and do something. And I think that's really beautiful and rare. And I, I think that is something I love and appreciate so much. So just thank you for doing that work. There's a lot of people mm. who talk, you know, but you, you, you walk in a walk as well. Literally exactly. as well. <laughs> just figuratively. I just want to for say real, thank you for, for doing that work. So thank you so much for being with us again, Brandon. It's been a true joy just learning a bit more about the person behind some of our favorite characters, you know, especially the Power Ranger, <laughs> as Shereen said. I know his <laughs> Jack, son, I'm Team Jack. Lucas is about to lose his mind, okay? <laughs> He's about to lose his mind. Thank you, though, mostly for remaining so connected to the Caribbean We really, really appreciate that. Our kids need to see more of us staying connected. It's so important that they understand that they can bloom where they're planted, but also come home and give. So we really appreciate you for that. Thanks for giving us the time. For everyone listening, thank you guys for your support. You are why we have these conversations on a daily basis. We love you sliding into our DMs, but we would really love you even more if you rated and reviewed via the myriad of podcast hubs that you listen to Relatable on. And as always, remember, a shared journey Brings hope. Bye, y'all. Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.